Hello, welcome back. Builder versus Buyer, episode five. Today we're going to get into uh, part two of our series, what to expect when you're building a semi-custom build. But before we jump into that, I just wanted to say a quick note, quick shout out. I got to be a guest on the podcast inside the firm. Um, huge step for me. I was so, so excited to join them on their podcast at the owners of F9 Productions out of Colorado. Awesome podcast, awesome business. Go and check them out. Okay, now for the show, uh, semi-custom builds. Let me just say, this is the freaking Wild West, guys. Semi-custom is all over the map. There's, I think, I haven't done a study on this, but I think there's the biggest volume of companies. The biggest volume of home builders would probably fall into this semi-custom category. And when you think about it, it makes a lot of sense, right? You want to start a home building business. You look around the internet. Oh, most builders have floor plans on their site. Okay, let's get some floor plans on our site. Most builders have standard features. Okay, let's get the standard features on our website. Then you look around, you build a model home. Somebody says, hey, I love this model. Can we bump the great room out two feet? You say yes, and suddenly you're a semi-custom builder. So there's a lot of volume out there of companies operating like this, whether whether they chose to or just by happenstance fell into this. I do feel like there's a lot of things here to really dive into, which makes it, it makes it tough for me to help you guys on the process and expectations. There are builders that are doing this really well, building over a hundred semi-custom homes a year, which is a lot and have processes really dialed in. There are others that are doing five to 10 a year and five to 10 a year isn't bad and they can still have their processes dialed in, but your expectations should be different as to what you're getting. And, and so it's really hard for me to touch on those. So I'm not going to try and tackle the whole category. I, I just can't. I'm going to try and help you with my experience. I spent most of my career here in the semi-custom realm and just what I saw, what I think would be helpful for people if they're building with a similar builder to what I worked with. Uh, so before, oh, and I, I do want to say most of the really, really fun projects I got to work on were some of the semi-custom stuff, the custom elevation on a classic plan. We love this floor plan, but they bring me a picture from Pinterest and it's totally different from the front elevation and just being challenged like that was fun as a designer. Uh, so there's, there's a lot, there's a lot of fruit here that you can get and a lot of value you can get building this way. So what is semi-custom? As I touched on earlier, what I would define it as is a builder that has a plan book either on their website or posted in their model home somewhere. These are our set plans. They have some standard features. This is what we include in our pricing when we give you a price, but there's no preset plan options or um, they may, you know, the the sunroom option isn't preset and pre-priced. They will allow you to bump out that great room two feet if you have that that couch that's just this size, you need to make sure your great room is, you know, 19 by 17 instead of 19 by 15. They should be able to accommodate things like that. They work with designers that are used to making changes like that for them. So it's, it's, it's a good fit. Um, there's a lot of strengths and weaknesses to it. I kind of view this as like the Goldilocks, the, the quote unquote, just right of the, not that the other two production and custom are bad, but this is kind of the middle ground between those of you're going to be a tad more flexible than a production builder. You have 
a little more customization they'll allow you to do. Um, but it's going to be a tad more expensive than production, but maybe more affordable than custom. So it kind of fits that middle ground here. Um, and then I think a huge strength too is most people are visual and the value of walking through a model home compared to viewing a floor plan online is huge. So if someone, a client can walk through a model home, say, we love this and then customize it to their heart's content. So they have a feel for what their home will be like, but then really get the features they wanted in the home. That That's a huge, huge benefit. And I think that's really what this category is built on. Um, and then, as I mentioned before, there's also lots of gray area that can lead to confusion because these builders, some of these builders don't have processes or expectations defined. Yes, you can customize, but to what level can you customize? You know, they're, they're not a full custom builder. So there is a line in which they're going to say no, but that line is often gray. So it's hard to tell as a client and especially up front when you're talking to your sales agent, what, what is the line? What are, what can I do? What can't I do? Um, so getting down to that, if you can define that, especially early on is really, really helpful. Um, so let's jump into what to expect just through the process. So we'll go through sales selections, schedule and warranty, just like we did with production. Um, the sales side, I, what I saw a lot was a price per square foot world in, in sales. So they would look at a plan and we had base pricing and then the client would do the math and say, okay, this plan is 125 or $150 per square foot. And then in their customization, want to hold always to that number. If it's 150 at the beginning, through all my customization, it should be 150 at the end. And that that's really hard for the builder to do. As I'm sure most of you know, they're, not everything in the house is the same dollar for dollar. So the big th three things that you should look at when you're customizing is your footprint, kitchens, and baths. So this is what your builder is going to tell you are the most expensive features to increase. Footprint cascades to so many things. You have your, you're pouring more foundation wall, you're ordering more studs, more siding. There's more roof that you'll physically have to put on the house. Um, it, it just is a big domino effect that starts snowball effect that starts with bumping out the footprint. So I had a lot of clients that would say, oh, this plan is 3000 square feet. Let's increase the main floor by 200 and decrease the upstairs by 200. That's not that's not going to be the same base price at the end of the day. So it's it's just tough to do to do that equation. Um, also, with this process, as you'll get in, you'll you'll be talking to your sales agent or the builder themselves or architect designer. Again, there's a lot of gray areas to who your point of contact when you're actually buying the house will be. But they should be able to make some custom options and changes for you as you're requesting pricing, as you're getting down to your final house before you're signing contract. So I've seen some builders do it both ways with either a design deposit or not. Um, I used to work at a builder that viewed it as a loss leader, and I felt like there was a lot of value in that. We had an emotional connection with our clients because we were really providing them some value before asking any money for them. Um, there are other builders that charge for a design deposit, and that's normal too. That's not, they're really paying someone to work hourly on your project. They're going to have hard costs. It would make sense that they would ask you to pitch in for those. So not that anyone is good or bad, but a question to ask 
lastly, I would say on the sales side, know what you're getting. I heard this a lot through the building process and, and something we really fought to get better at as we grew the company was people would get halfway, three quarters, all the way through their build and say to us or that they felt, I thought I was getting the model. I thought we were building just like the model and what I have here is not that. We had to work as a builder, and I would suggest builders do this, work really hard at getting more detailed of what was in our model. What custom changes did we make? Because a model isn't a stock floor plan off the shelf, we always customize them, and it was fun. It was, it was really great, and the clients loved the customization and showing what we could do. But also, we had to work to get more detailed, put that pricing in front of people to show them the customizations, changes we made, the finishes that we chose in that house that were above and beyond standard features. So I would ask ask your builder to answer those questions if you're getting into that process. Just make sure you know what you're getting. And here's a huge red flag, people. If you walk into a model home and say, I want it just like the model, and that builder or sales agent says, yes, we can do that just like the model, I, w- I would turn and walk away. Uh, it's so, so hard as to get so many people features finishes 100% perfect flooring gets discontinued all the time so for you to order and expect the same even flooring to be there as soon as six months later from when your build happened to when you walked through the finished model isn't a guarantee so if a builder is guaranteeing you that they're going to build it exactly like the model up front i would i would automatically be suspicious Okay, let's move on to selections. So uh, the selection schedule and warranty, there's a lot of similarities to the production builder here, but I'm just going to point out a couple differences. The selections, you you will have a tad more freedom, but what I felt was seeing in semi-custom builders is they would like to stick to their supply chain. So what that means is if they buy all their faucets from Ed's Lumber Company or Ed's Plumbing Supply, and you see a faucet at Joe's Plumbing Supply, they're, they're going to want to still buy that product from Ed's. So it may be that Ed's supplies Kohler and Joe's supplies Delta, and you only want to get Delta. The builder is still going to want to work with Kohler because that supplier knows their schedule, knows their process, knows what they're wanting to do um, through the construction of it and what their pricing is. There's so many things, so won't bore you with that. But the point is, I would ask those questions up front if they should be able to let you customize within the supplier they work with, but they're gonna be reluctant to let you go outside that supplier to get anything you want. You want custom cabinets ordered from Italy, that's probably gonna be a no in this category. Um. Next, the schedule. Again, similar to production, I'd say the one thing is they're going to be a little bit more flexible on visits to the site. You should have a pretty good relationship with either your site superintendent or project manager, and they're a little more flexible, especially because they're usually smaller shops. If you call and say, hey, I want to look at the insulation, or we just wanted to walk through and see the progress, they're they're usually a little more flexible with that. Um, the warrant, lastly, warranty, warranty is about a carbon copy for what I said on the production side. So I would, I would hit up the production episode four 
if you'd like to get a little into that. All right. Um, that I think closes us out here as always. Thank you so much for listening. Appreciate your time and we'll be back. Oh, I did want to mention we have some awesome interviews lined up that we'll be launching in the next couple of weeks. Some industry professionals that have really, really done this, done the work and really know uh, how, how the process works. So I wanted to pick their brains on some of this helpful stuff for you guys. So stay tuned in for that. And then we'll have the part three custom builders on Thursday. Thanks so much for listening. And thanks to Andrew Michael Matter for the music. 